Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Big Ken, a retired teacher bringing you lessons each week he's learned in the hobby by taking you behind the table and inside the mind of a dealer and a collector. Sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded here is the cards. Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast. I'm your host, Big Ken. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on a streaming service, please like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. You'll be notified whenever I drop any new content. Welcome. Thanks for being here. How is everyone doing? Uh, apologize for being a day late. Uh, I got tied up with my uh, with my day job yesterday, and I didn't have time. I didn't want to rush it. Uh, so, you know, I figured since the last episode dropped a day late. I'd give you extra an extra day to uh, to to listen to that one. But uh, here we're back and uh, ready to go. So this episode, uh, what is going on with football prices? What is going on with football prices? Last year at this time, I was shopping at will, you know, buying players football who didn't make the Super Bowl. And I was struggling to sell a Jalen Hurts Red Wave Prism autograph to 149, a PSA 10. One of those cards that I bought in August last year, before the season started last year. Um, and I couldn't sell that card. And, you know, Philly went right to the Super Bowl last year. I still couldn't sell that card. Uh, I ended up, in fact, for what I paid for it, I got the same value. I didn't lose, but I got the same value out of it. Uh, that I drove to uh, Long Island last year on Super Bowl Sunday to the Little Hofstra show. Um, and I ended up trading up into a Ovechkin rookie card. And at that time, that was the best I could do with that card. I had no idea who was going to win that day. Of course, I was rooting for my Chiefs, but you never know. Uh, it's only one game. You never know what's going to happen, right? And I didn't want to be stuck holding that card uh, after the Super Bowl in case they lost because I knew the prices would go down. And I know that's when I learned that, you know, there's not a lot of love for Jalen Hurts out there in his cards. He gets put in that category with like Aaron Rodgers, right? That people are just like, yeah, yeah, but I don't want to spend the big money on. Him. There's just something about certain quarterbacks that people just don't want to, you know, pay up for. And and he is one of them. And um, probably, and I'm quickly thinking it may have been my last Hurts card that I owned. Just knowing that I, I, it's it's never easy to move his cards, so I I, I just kind of stay away from them. And it's not something that I would PC, right? It's not a card that I'd say like a Patrick Mahomes. Like, look, if I don't sell this card, I'm happy to keep putting it on the shelf in the office because it's a great card and it's something I would love to have. I don't feel that way, you know. Got to say sorry to the cousins, right? The uh, cousins collectibles, big, big Philly fans. And and my son-in-law and family, right? They're all big Philly fans too down there. Just not see that that's what I should have done. I should have given that card to my granddaughter, my my grand my son-in-law to put it put up for my granddaughters down there. Now that I'm thinking about it, that would have probably been a better thing to do with that card. But you know what? I ended up with the Ovechkin. I moved the Ovechkin. It all worked out. Um 
But that was a year ago, and I'm going back and I'm looking at, you know, and this is what I like to do. I like to go back a year, and and here it's being documented, right? I've been doing this uh, over two years, this podcast, right? So I get to go back and I get to dot, look back and go back a year and go back two years and see, you know, what I was talking about then, what I was feeling, what was going on with the market, what was what was I doing, what was, you know, what lane was I in currently in at that time, right? And uh, I'm trying to, right now, I'm trying to emulate what I did last year because it works so well. Not 100%, but I'm, uh, there's, you know, I, I love the prospect. You can't take, I can't take the prospecting out of me, so I'm going to do it anyways. Uh, and I did pretty well last year with that. So I'm saying, okay, let's go do it again. Let's follow the same plan. Let's start that way. Um, but this year at this time, I, I can't win any auctions. I, I'm on all these online auction sites and I'm finding all these great cards and I'm like, okay, I, I, I see these prices and I'm like, if I can get it for this price, perfect. That's what I want. And then at the, at the very end, the last three seconds, there's just, these auctions are just being sniped and they're being, you know, the, the cards are going for over, over what the current comps are, right. Which is insane to me because I, a week ago I'm at culture collision Right. And I can't sell a card at 60 or 70 percent. Right. I, 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 well, I mean, I, I should say people are trying to buy the cards at 60 or 70 percent. And the other people in the room are trying to sell their cards for no less than 90 percent. Right. But then all of a sudden I get to these online auctions and these cards are selling for 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 over what the, the current comps are. Right. So what's going on? Are the online are they are these cards being shilled? Well, I mean, I'm I'm sure some of them are, but it's hard to believe that they all are, right? Uh, I'm sure there is some percentage of that, and I'm sure, you know, it, it, some of these cards are raw or they're redemptions or things like that. So it's it's hard to tell. I mean, you can go and see if it comes back under somebody else's uh, under that same person's name if it comes back up for sale, and some of them do. I like some of them that I save on there, and I see, you know, oh, you know, it's we're starting the bidding at $250 or you make an offer. Well, the, the card's like a $185 card, right? So you, you throw some, you throw a, you know, make an offer on the card and, and it gets rejected. And then you see the card just keeps being relisted and relisted and relisted. You know, that's one thing. But the other thing, is, you know, when you got a card that, you know, the comp on the card is $95, right? And I throw a, uh, and it's not just me that's being outbid. I say, okay, I, I'll, I'll throw an eighty-five or a ninety-dollar bid on it because the the card is sitting at forty-one or forty-six dollars, and then all of a sudden the card sells for one hundred and twenty-six dollars. Like, wh well, wait a minute, wait, what just happened? And not just one card, a whole bunch of cards. This is happening to, and I don't see them being relisted. I had one person, one that this happened to, that sent me, uh, you know, a, a second chance offer on a card that, and the second chance offer was $25 more. The offer they sent me was $25 more than I bid. And it was equal to what that card had sold for. So was it the person shilling their own card possibly, right? I didn't buy the card and I messaged them back. I said, I, I mean, why would I buy this at this? You're, you're, you're $25 over the comps. If you want to sell it at this price, I'll buy it at this price. But because, you know, realistically, Realistically, this time of year, like the card should be down, 
right? And a lot, you know, some of the cards are down of existing players, you know, as they get eliminated from the playoffs, you'll start seeing the prices drop down a little. I think a little bit of it um, is the hype of the new players too, right? Which keeps people interested. You know, the CJ Stroud, the Anthony Richardson, like these cards there, it's keeping people and it's the timing of prison coming out too, right? The prison football. So all of a sudden, you know, you, you see people, and, and I saw this at the show last week, just people just ripping like crazy, rip, ripping these, you know, blasters and megas. And, and I ripped so many of them and, it, and it's just, it was, it was honestly, it was a waste of money. It was for the cards that I ended up pulling out of there. And I pulled some good cards out of there. I pulled some silver prisms out of there. I pulled the CJ Stroud. I pulled two Anthony Richardson's still, it was a waste of money. I mean, you think about all, all the, the one, all the, uh, the, you know, the blasters and the megas that I opened up at the end of the day, it, it was a waste of money. I'm happy to have those cards and those cards are off at PSA now being graded. Right. But it's still, you know, when you calculate for me, when I go calculate, did it, did it make sense or should I just go, gone and bought the cards? And for me, for what I spent on all those and what I ended up getting out of it, it would have made sense just to buy the cards and, you know, forego the excitement of, you know, trying to get out of there. And, and the depressing part about that is, uh, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you're pulling, pulling an autograph you know, out of a mega box, like a pink auto. And you're like, oh my God, this is awesome. And you're looking at it. Uh, and then you're looking up the price on it. It's like $6, $7, $10. And there's, you know, 60 of them or 70 of them for sale uh, on eBay. And I'm like, oh, man, this, you gotta be lucky. You gotta be extremely lucky on those. Uh, so who who are the players I'm talking about? The auctions I've lost and, and and bidding on. Well, one was Anthony Richardson, right? And I understand him. I, I think the the hobby is caught up now on his stuff. Uh, his stuff was low, and I could not believe comparing the prices to what I was buying his cards for versus the Stroud cards. And even at the beginning, even at the beginning when those Don Russ, the optics and the things, the, the pre optic previews, I should say, cause optics not even out yet. The optic previews and the stuff out of the Don Russ, the nice cards out of those, those Don Russ, uh, silly, just silly what I was paying on those compared to what the prices are now, what they jumped up to now. And of course, you know, Stroud was was leading the way on prices, just rise, 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 especially when the prisms first came out. And I was, you know, I talked about pulling that uh, Stroud silver prism that I didn't think was gradable. And I ended up selling that card. And I ended up getting, I see what they're selling for now. I mean, I've just been watching that price drop down, drop down, drop down. Why? Because everybody's pulling one out now, right? There's so many of them out there that everybody's just trying to, uh, uh, you know, undercut the next guy just, just to sell the car. So there was a, a there was a great idea that I, I, I determined right away, if I'm not going to grade this card, I'm not going to hold this card. I'm going to sell it right away. And I sold it the first weekend. Uh, and that worked out perfect for me because that card is down a hundred dollars, you know, from where I sold it to where, you know, where it was at, at the height, at the height. And you know, 
you know it's the it's because they're making so many of them it's not that it's not a great card of course it's a great card it's a you know the silver prism is a rookie um but they're just there's so many of these cards out there now it's just insane like even even up to yesterday you know target is sending me messages saying hey good news your your products back in stock again which to me is insane that it's still they there's still more boxes to be sold out there that they still have more boxes i went into a target 2 days ago and the shelf was full of blasters and megas on the on the shelf near me and I was like, oh, my God, I'm Like you would have thought by now in years past uh, over the last two, three years, you know, that that a couple weeks and that's it. The whole thing is over. They're sold out and there's no more to go around. So it's pretty interesting to see that. I don't know what the print run is on it, but that they're still being sold, you know, over a month later that they're they're still out there and they're still um, selling like hotcakes. Um, so. Yeah, Anthony Richardson, I think people are are catching up. I think it was too, you know, his stuff was too cheap. And I was glad I was in on him early, like I said, with the Stroud. And um, still trying to find one here or there, but like I, I'm seeing his prices now starting to climb up higher, um, which it probably should have been higher earlier. Uh, next guy. I talked about uh, Hendon Hooker, right? I mean, it's a long shot. This is prospecting at its best, right? In my opinion, you know, for him to get playing time next year, uh, first of all, he's got to he's got to make the backup role, and second, the starting quarterback would have to get hurt, right? Because they paid this guy a ton of money go off a ton of money and you know, he's going to be the guy for at least another year out there. Um, and it would be nice. I mean, if this guy can get that backup role and, and learn from him and be there, you know, game after game with him, I mean, that could work out for him, but realistically it could be more like a Kyle Trask or a Davis mills, right? Just a guy where there's a whole lot of hype on it. We all buy cards on. And then you're like, uh, what happened to this guy? Uh, I, I have all these cards here now. What am I going to do with them? Um, so I don't understand with him why the prices have doubled over the last few weeks. And I've had a couple listeners who have messaged me and said, hey, yeah, like like I, I, I listened to what you said about the Hennon Hooker. I'm trying to pick up some cards and I'm telling them probably want to hold off right now. I mean, because even for myself, the same cards, the same, like I, I bought up a lot of these redemption cards because I figured worst case scenario, if he never goes in and signs for it, I could take these cards and, you know, when I go to the national, you can trade them in for black boxes, right? So, I mean, we're, that's the way I'm, 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 in a way, I'm hoping that he doesn't go and sign, right? So I can use these towards, you know, maybe, you know, uh, another player that may have more value on it, but I am picking up, I have picked up some of his, you know, the cards he actually has um, no autos, but you know, some decent cards I, I picked up. Um, but I, I see no reason why his prices should have doubled. Like, so the same redemptions that I was buying for 26 and $29 are now selling at 65 and 75. I mean, I have no idea how, how I, I thought maybe I missed something. I've gone back. I looked at the news. I mean, I, 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 
there's plenty of reason to be excited about this this guy, you know, but he was injured last year. He came out of college, tore an ACL, and he was injured all last year. He is an older player, right? So it, it is it is really risky on him. So I, I just don't understand why all of a sudden the, the, the prices, and unless people know something even that I don't know yet on him out there. Uh, Justin Fields, right? I talked about him on the last episode. Uh, the ability to end up in a better situation. Uh, I bought uh, eight different type of rookie, of his rookie cards. They were all raw cards. And it's possible, you know, some of these could have been graded and cracked out. Uh, a funny story is last week, I went shopping in my own discount boxes. You know, I have a, I have some boxes here, you know, in the office that are just in, you know, that I just store that I'm just storing right now. Like they're just trying to sell, you know, make these boxes and, and get them out to shows. And I went shopping in my own box, pulled through and I pulled three or four optic rookies of him out of one of these boxes, right? Cleaned up the card and sent it off to PSA to see what happens. I'm not putting a lot of money into it. I mean, it's a guy that we really kind of see what he could do. If he was in a better situation, could it be better? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it could be, but it could be worse too, right? He could end up getting traded to a team that's rebuilding like the Patriots or something, right? I mean, it's, it's you know, a lot of things could happen. They could keep him and, and they could draft Harrison, right? It, it could be a, you know, we all know. Last year, I remember when the news that the, that big trade uh, when DJ Moore, when they ended up getting uh, DJ Moore, and uh, that was the weekend I went to the Philly show and I was walking around and I, you know, there was all the buzz. Oh, the big trade and everybody doubling the prices, you know, of their, were they doubling it just because they were hoping that people were going to show up to buy it or they realistically thought people were going to, you know, pay that money because, uh, and I know, I know there was a spike. If you go back and look at his prices, Last year, in, I think, I don't remember when the Philly show was. I think it was in February, maybe the beginning of March. But there was definitely a spike in his prices. But I think they settled right back down again. And, I mean, how'd that work out for everybody? It's I think people are still sitting on, you know, I'm sure they didn't lose as much on him as they have on other players. But, I mean, here's the thing that if you're, if you're just, if you're buying the news, you can't sit on it. You got to buy and get rid of it quick. You know, and I know, like, I know people are going to be blasting me saying, you know, uh, I'm talking about people paying over comps on a card that on a guy I just talked about last week that I was buying to prospect, um, you know, trying to buy those cards at 50, 60, 70%, you know, of their value. Uh, I didn't think his his comps would rise up this early. I didn't think people would start buying the cards this quickly, especially at this point of the year, right? I I and I know they always say, you know, if if somebody tells you it's time to buy, it's too late to buy, right? It's already too late to buy. And I understand that. So that's a lot of what I think we all try to do. We all try to get in early on some people and 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 hope for the best. But on a player like this, I mean, I think to myself, 
how long is this spike going to go for, right? And are people going to hold to those comps or are they going to drop right back down? So when I look at this and I see, you know, a card that has, you know, a $75 or $80 comp and it's selling for $129, I mean, maybe if that card's going to go up higher next year, maybe it's good, but I, I'm not going to spend the 125 on it. I'd rather just go to a show and look around the find it at a show and do what everybody else says and say, hey, the last one, you know, sold at 125 but before that, all these other cards were at $80 or whatever. So what, what, what can we do here? Uh, and, and hopefully get a deal that way. But I'm certainly not going to be spending 40 or $50 over comps on a card when I'm starting to think, you know, that that could be the money straight out of my pocket if I can get that card at 85 or $90 because maybe that's where it's going to go to, right? Maybe the 125 is all that card is going to get up to or the 225 or the two. You know what I'm saying, mate? It, 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 it's not worth it to me. You know, last year when I was buying these quarterback cards, you know, I was buying them at the current comps, but knowing that six months before those, those same cards, there were a hundred, 200, you know, 150, there was a, there was a decent amount of, uh, uh, margin left in that card for me to get it. And knowing that a player like Joe Burrow you know, coming back into to a season was going to be hot, you know, um, or Trevor Lawrence that people were going to be jumping in on him. So it was it, it's not a guy that you're going to be like, oh, this guy's not going to have a job next year. Yeah, th these guys are definitely have jobs. Uh, so if you can buy the card right and move the card right, then it, it's all going to make sense. Uh, I'm thinking to myself, why can't we get a spike right in the Mac Jones or the Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, right? Or heck, even Kyle Trask. You know, all these, you know, all these cards. I might make some wallpaper in my, you know, my office. Just take a section and make a little wallpaper with all these cards. You know, and I, you know, I say that jokingly, but I say that so everyone listening understands. You know, I'm just sharing my thoughts on here. But I, you know, up to this point, I I've been probably more wrong than right on most things, um, and I figure it's okay. It's okay to be wrong as long as you know when to sell the card. And the problem is when I look back, and this is where lessons learned, when I go back and I see, you know, the Mac, the Mac Jones and the Trey Lance and the uh, Zach Wilson and the Kyle Trask and the, even Davis Mills, right? And I see those cards here in my office, it tells me one thing. I didn't sell when I was supposed to sell those cards. And it's okay to be wrong, but just know when to sell the cards. Last year, I prospected on Desmond Ritter, right? I prospected hard on this guy. And I said for months and months that I said, people said, oh, you really believe in this guy and this and that? I believed this guy was going to sell, right? That's all I believed in with him. I believed that because going out to the shows you know, having my finger on the pulse of the hobby, knowing what people were asking for, what people were getting excited about out there. And I knew people were excited about Desmond Ritter. And show after show, he was the hottest card out there. Right? So I knew to get in on him early, but I wasn't going to be waiting around like the Mac Jones and the Zach Wilson. I knew when it was time to move that card. And, and I talked many times about it. Uh, and, and where does he live now? 
He lives in the discount boxes, right? We're all, we're all the other hot potatoes go to die. Uh, and, and you know, it's true. There's only, there's only 32 teams out there, right? And, and you figure how many, how many of the quarterbacks on those teams are fully established that, you know, they have big contracts and they have, you know, a, a lot of career ahead of them and they're talented and they've shown us all this stuff. Not many, not many out there. So, you know, it's okay. It's, uh, I just think it's okay to prospect on these guys as long as you know, right or wrong. Just got to know when, when to sell those cards. Uh, the last guy, Justin Herbert. Uh, and, and I know it's hard to get his cards on discount because people lost so much money on him. His prices were so high. Uh, I, I, I thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly believe people lost so much money on his cards when the market corrected. And then again, with his performance over the last two seasons, it's hard for people to sell those cards. And I understand that. I mean, more than anybody else, I understand that. Um, I haven't purchased any of his cards online. I mean, I'll look at them and I'll see where the prices are. Any of those auction sites. And I, and I see there's a lot of beautiful RPAs out there and people, they don't sell these people are just asking so much money for them. Uh, I found a few bargains out in the wild and it's truly with people who are holding these cards. Uh, and at, it finally just came to a point where they're like, you know what? Yeah, let's go ahead take it. It's, I'd rather just cash out of this card and put the money elsewhere. It's, it's like dead money in my case right now. Uh, and it's not that I'm going in and, and, you know, beating them up. I'm just saying, Hey, like, here's, here's the comps. This is what these cards are selling for. You know, I, I'd be happy to buy it at this price, but I understand if you don't want to sell it, you know, cause I've got some of those cards too, right? We all got some of those cards. Uh, and I've been able to pick a few up and I'm happy about it and I'll hold them and hopefully he'll get a, you know, I, I, I think, I think with his, with him, I think because so many people are holding on to those cards and they've had so much money invested in them. I think any little bit of news will spike his cards up, you know, will get people excited about, you know, buying some of his cards and, and, and look, I mean, he, they're in my, I'm, I'm a chief's you know, Chiefs fan and, and they're in my division, but, you know, I think with a new coach and, you know, some, some new receivers around him and, you know, a better vision over there. I mean, I think they've got, he's got great talent and I think, you know, he just needs to be in a better situation a lot, you know, a lot like uh, some other quarterbacks you know, that we've been talking about in this. Uh, uh, so, those, you know, those are the only Herbert cards I'm really buying out there, but it's another guy I believe in and I believe he's got a lot of talent and I believe if there's a, a, a spike that I want to have a handful of cards. I want to be ready. I want to own a few of those. Then I asked myself, are these people paying over comps right now on Stroud, Richardson, Hooker, Fields? I mean, or any other any other player spiking. Uh, are they prepared to hold these cards to June or July? Like I see now, I mean, we're, we're just in January right now and I, we see a little spike and people are buying. I mean, are, are they buying these cards to hold or is it a quick flip? Um, as far as I know, there are not many people holding for six or seven months like I am. 
You know, most people I know in the hobby are selling these cars. Most people I know in the hobby are selling cars before they even buy them. Like they have somebody who's ready to buy that card before before they buy it from somebody else and go sell it to sell it to somebody else, right? So I, I say to myself, is these people are paying over comps now on that. Are, are are they doing it now for a quick flip, or are they doing it now to hold cards? And I know a lot of people in this hobby are not interested in holding cards. Most people in, in this hobby are buying as liquid as they can to move within within a week or two weeks tops. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see where these comps go on some of these cards that have gone up and come down, have gone back up again, like fields, right? Like it's going to be interesting to see where that spike stays, if it drops right back down again. Um, I just know, and I started this out saying, um, usually when I get involved in these online auctions, I'm usually winning. I'm not even going to say maybe slightly under 50%, you know, because it's, it's what I'm willing to pay, but I'm still winning. I'm still getting cards and auctions. And I know in the last, in the last, this past week, especially I haven't won one card on auction that I've just been outbid and outbid and outbid. And I'm just, just shaking my head on that. And just thinking like, I don't know how somebody's buying a card uh, uh, that's comping at 85 for 125 unless they're just buying it to, to, to hold on to it because I, I don't know where the where the quick flip could be on that. I know most people are, are buying cards to flip cards. So maybe the collectors are coming back, right? Maybe people are starting to believe and want to jump back in and start collecting again. Who knows? Right? Um. This weekend, I am heading to the Enfield, Connecticut show on Saturday. Uh, my guy, Alex, at Ideal Cards, that's his show, um, talked about this. It's like a 70 or 75 car, 75 table show up there. Excited. Uh, it's a once a month. Uh, so I'll be there if you're out and about in this area. That's where you'll find me on Sunday. Uh, with uh, Cousins Collect uh, Cousins Collectibles, geez, with Crosstown Cardboard, uh, we ran into some scheduling difficulties uh, to record that Culture Collision recap collaboration. Uh, so hopefully we're going to get to it this weekend, and that will drop next week. I will keep you updated, but I will be back Monday with a brand new episode. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, definitely subscribe. And most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. Until next time, take care of yourselves and everyone around you.